With Friday's dress rehearsal out of the way, today is what I like to consider the real first day of school. As soon as I set my kids off, I started to reflect on some of my first days of school, with the most vivid memory flooding back to me from my first day of high school. It began when I realized I picked a locker in the wrong section, which was on the bottom tier of the Cowboys lockers. I say that's the wrong place to be because they spit a lot, and in that case, they spit on me. So there I was with my fresh new threads covered in Copenhagen, going from class to class, but on the whole, the first day of high school wasn't so bad until I boarded the bus for the 45-minute ride home, and there I sat talking to a pal when here came this behemoth of a bully. He was the same kid from junior high school two years earlier who was flicking me in the ear until I told him to stop or else I'd punch him in the face. One flick later, I had to own up to my claim, and that's when I turned around and socked him right in his cheek. Nothing happened on the bus except for him getting made fun of until two years later, here he comes, even larger. Yes, this pale-faced fat bully came right to me and proceeded to just belly flop on top of me as I sat there squirmed and screaming, help somebody get this fat boy off of me. <sighs> Finally, he did take another seat, but reminded me that payback's a bitch, and that's why I drove my car to school the first day after I was 16. Thanks for that heaping Monte Carlo, Mom. It was worth every one of those $750. But today, I want to talk about video games, ducktails, and cover-ups as we dress down to reveal more joshing around. Here's a question. How long do cars have to drive themselves before I can drop my four-year-old off into an autonomous vehicle to have her wheeled to school? I mean, let's be real. As soon as cars are proficient at driving themselves, nobody's going anywhere. We'll just be using Uber Eats to have a robot deliver us McDonald's. I read an interesting story over the weekend regarding Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's production company, Pearl Street Films, paying a record $1 million option with a $350,000 advance for the rights to make a movie out of a news story that detailed the McDonald's Monopoly scam. It seems in the late 90s, early 2000s, the McDonald's Monopoly game, a popular sweepstakes involving peeling off Monopoly game pieces from hash browns, drinks, and fries, was actually rigged from the inside. It turns out the man who ran security for the printing company that made the game pieces was keeping the winning pieces and distributing them through an odd network of criminals. You can hear all about the story in the movie Mixed Scam that surely will get made in the next few years, or you could read the article published in late July on the Daily Beast. But what I found most interesting is the author of this story was put up to the task by another man who goes around finding news stories that might be of interest to production companies and then making sure that they find their way to a newspaper or media outlet that would catch the interest of many a studio producer. And that was the case here because this mixed scam didn't come about just yesterday. Instead, the FBI found out back in the late 1990s and began prosecuting in the early 2000s. The case came to a head on September 10th, 2001, 
And then the next day, the media forgot all about this story, so you might not have heard anything about the matter, which is what makes the movie so interesting, but it also begs the question, was McDonald's complicit in 9-11 as a cover-up to this Monopoly scam? Allow me to take off my tinfoil hat for a second. Because at no point am I suggesting that 9-11 was a government conspiracy orchestrated by high-level operatives inside the CIA and other players, including but not limited to McDonald's. Because that would be ridiculous. Instead, I'm just providing new facts, not trying to go to war with any information. But instead, it was a convenient day for all that big news to drop. That said, after 9-11 happened, it was wall-to-wall -wall media coverage about who why and how, not to mention what should we do now, and with good reason. I completely agree with everything that was done, including the small American flag decals that everyone put onto their back windshields right after the event, because as a nation, it's important that we stand side by side each other on the roadways and nations, parks, streets, and thoroughfares. And while those American flag decals were traversing avenues, places, and lanes across the country, the Transportation Security Agency was supposed to make us feel safer flying through the skies. If you'll remember, they stopped the shoe bomber, which caused us all to take our shoes off before we went through security checkpoints. We also have to go through full body scanners, sometimes taking our belts off, and other ridiculous things, not to mention waiting in those long lines, but at least it's made us all safer, as I've said before, 17 years without a major incident by air. But then over the weekend, the legend of baggers, not named Vance, someone from baggage claim stole, or hijacked, I should say, a plane. Yeah, TSA didn't need to scan this guy who was known as a likable baggage clerk I guess he just decided he'd have it enough with life as it is. Hey, buddy, haven't we all? And just took the plane. I guess through video games, he learned enough to fly, got off the ground, and did a couple loop-de-loops. Even while Air National Guard caught up to him, he talked to TSA over the airwaves, or I guess more correctly, air traffic control, where he said, gosh, this is a blast, but I thought I'd be able to see more sights. They just go by so fast. He also got a little depressed and said his family's probably going to be upset for what he did before he crashed into the Puget Sound. So with that said, are we really safer, or is it just a scene in this play we all are actors in? You really can learn a lot from video games. In addition to learning how to hijack an airplane or helping a plumber defeat Koopas, you can also learn roadways you've never driven before, as was the case with a friend of mine who was visiting California from Florida when he found himself on the Pacific Coast Highway. He was driving behind the wheel at ease, knowing every single turn but unaware why, until he finally scoped a beautiful vista that he remembered from a video game from his youth. That's when he realized, wait, I've driven these roads before. Allow me to speed up. And he tells me he had the most amazing joyrides because he was blending simulation with reality. The wonders within video games are seemingly limitless, so it's a sad state of affairs that the most popular format has proven to be first-person shooters. While it's true that some people play sports games and other simulations are popular too, it seems that given the choice, most people just want to kill others, which is sad because they'll soon grow desensitized to that 
asking for bigger and better weaponry so that they can cause more destruction at every turn. Yet here we are where you can do anything you can imagine, yet most folks just want to kill people. As for me, I've always wanted to be a cartoon, and not just to survive anvil attacks. While two-dimensional immortality would be great, I'd also enjoy the freedom of wearing the same outfit every day without being judged. Speaking of cartoons, in the country Hungary, millennials are known as the DuckTales generation. Woohoo! I will gladly wear that moniker. I've got a ducktail I don't dare repeat often. It happened a few years ago when I was taking my children to a lakeside park when all of a sudden we were approached by three ducks, two white ducks walking side by side with a third white duck walking behind them. Suddenly, the white duck in the back advanced on the two up front, seized one of the white ducks by the neck, and proceeded to beat the duck's head into the ground until it turned from white into a bloody red as my kids stood and stared, then asked, Can we please go home? And we did. But I'll tell you, anthropomorphism can do amazing things. I bet if we put clothes on those ducks, not even pants, just a shirt and some shoes, I bet we could understand that there was probably quite a backstory there. A few weeks ago, I mentioned seeing a colony of rats descend on a miniature German town at Disney's Epcot Center, and it was off-putting to say the least. But if we anthropomorphized those rats for just a bit, had one of them driving a steamboat, per se, or maybe a family of them dressed as immigrants yearning to breathe free in America, I probably would have been okay with it. Disneyland doesn't have this problem out west, because of the cats at Disneyland, yes, it's a well-established fact that there's a colony of feral cats that live in and around Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. It all began in 1955 when feral cats descended upon Sleeping Beauty's castle. Walt had them evicted, but there was no removing the feral cats from the land. So they set up some feeding stations so that the cats could consist on more than mice alone, and they've lived a happy, symbiotic life ever since, with the good folks at the Circle D Ranch, the very same cast members who care for Main Street's horses, taking care of these feral cats. Each year, they herd the cats, spay, neuter, and give them their shots, and then set them free again, though a few do escape to keep producing more cats to keep Disneyland safe. You can learn more about the cats of Disneyland at DisneylandCats.com, or at Disneyland Cats on Twitter. While you're there, get social with me at Joshua Round, or on the web, drop by joshuaround.com. Now, though, I've got to end the show before I end up keeping up with Alex Jones. Until a robot brings you food, keep on driving the Pacific Coast. Whether real or simulated, beware of mixed scams near you. Don't let anybody take your plane, even if it's launch pad, and remember to spay and neuter your pets so you don't end up alone in an autonomous vehicle full of cats before the next time we hijack a mic and start joshing around.